Welcome to another episode of Sales with Aslan. I'm your host, Tom Stanfill, and I'm here with my sidekick and co-host, Mr. Tab Norris, the greatest co-host in podcast history. Uh, Tab, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm fantastic. Just the holidays are here and such mm. a great time. You know, watch a little, you know, uh, White Christmas last night, cried a little. You know, I'm very sensitive, Tom. <laughs> okay. I haven't asked you this question. What is your favorite Christmas movie? Oh, it's a wonderful <laughs> life. It's a it wonderful is. life. It, okay. it goes without even hesitation. How about you? Okay. I mean, well, yeah, you can I guess? You, can I okay, guess? Go ahead. Go ahead. Scrooged. Okay. That's my more, is it, I wouldn't say, is it contemporary or modern Christmas movie versus oh. the old traditional? Yes. Mm. I'd have to go with Scrooge. Okay. Although I'm a, I'm a romantic tab. I love the holiday. Mm. I also oh. like, yeah, I like the holiday. I like the family stone um now family my, stone i think of that as more of a, a thanksgiving no is that not no, thanksgiving it's definitely christmas. it is christmas it always okay. gets me i don't, i just mm. love the family dynamic and i may have to stone. watch that again uh and then probably my favorite i guess traditional um christmas movie i'd have to say wonderful life yeah it's just so great it's, it's just that's just one i can't miss every mm -hmm. year i do love white christmas you know i'm not narrowing this down very well no I do you're love all white over the christmas. place my, i just that watched that last night seriously i forget how good that is it's cheesy my dad, but it's yeah, my dad is so cheesy but my that just reminds me of my dad i mean yeah. he just loved that movie and so, yeah and i love so the train good. ride oh and they're the singing ride. about the snow and then mm -hmm. you know and they're i love it too. so good snow. okay we probably, I probably uh, let's thing. move on let's move on all right well we're back mm -hmm. we're back in uh fourth barrier from the yeah. book and uh, i hear the book's going really well yeah people we're are buying we're it climbing up the charts so uh, i'm excited yeah. about that hopefully people are finding it helpful and making yeah. their their uh make selling easier yeah, that's great. Well, good. Well, today we're going to we're going to tackle the fourth barrier in the book, which is changing their belief, mm. um, which I, I think is an, uh, an incredible topic for us to hit on. So, you know, just give us a little setup around this. Yeah, I, I, I um, you know, really a lot of the the book, it leads up to this sort of <laughs> greatest challenge of actually getting people to change your belief, which really uh, is what influence is. I mean, a lot mm. of times when people talk about selling, uh, they think of it as, you know, or maybe they get it confused by like, I'm really full. It's more of a, I'm fulfilling a need, right? Because, you know, people are, they need something and I'm going to give it to them. It's sort of, yeah. and a lot of times it's really more demand fulfillment. It's like people are asking for something. And so I need to educate them, but really influence is about changing beliefs. In other words, at the end of the conversation, at the end of the meeting, they thought one thing and now they think something different. That's really what we're getting paid for in sales yeah. is to get people to see the world differently. And that's difficult to do. So this last, Last um, barrier is probably, or like the fourth or the fifth, we've got another one coming, but um, it's probably the most challenging. And so we, we talk about in the, in the book, there's really three main sections. How do you set the stage? Mm. How do you get them to emotionally, I mean, how do you get them to logically understand or embrace the need to change? And then how do you get them to emotionally experience the need to change it, which I think is the most impactful or the most challenging. Okay. No, that's good. Well, I, this is a great topic. You know, I've seen this holiday, you know, Christmas mm -hmm. season. You think about, you know, you think about Jesus, birth of Jesus. And this is, you know, supposedly he's probably one of the better communicators. Top seven, <laughs> that, probably that, top seven that, in the universe. I don't the know world. if I'm going to weigh in on that. <laughs> I, I, 
<laughs> I just hear he yeah. was changing beliefs a lot, right? Yeah, he was he trying was, to pitch was, people on. Yeah, I remember. I remember saying something like, "Well, well, Jesus was a great communicator." And I use an example of something that Jesus communicated, and and, and then someone said, "Well, he was the Son of God." Yeah. <laughs> So, so, that, so, that, that, so maybe it wasn't happen. maybe it wasn't the fact that he was using a certain skill or technique probably not it's yeah probably not. maybe not but i'm but I, I i tell you that it's just it really is amazing how many incredible um word pictures that jesus used one of my favorites john 15 5 you know i am the vine you are the branches if you remain in me and i in you you will bear much fruit apart mm -hmm. from me you can do nothing i mean such a great example you know of a word picture it just to impact changing beliefs. Yeah. And, uh, well, so you're really, really tuning good. in on on <clears throat> what I think is the most difficult element of changing beliefs. There's a, we talk about a formula in the book called um, a it's a really ABC formula. Action equals belief plus care. In other words, for someone to act, they not only have to believe that change is needed. So in other words, they need to believe that what you're telling them is true, and that they, they need to change their beliefs or change their direction. But they also have to care, meaning they have to emotionally experience it. Mm. Uh, and so the most difficult thing to do is get them to emotionally experience the benefit. We all believe things we need to do differently, but to actually do them, yeah. you know, we, it's like we have to emotionally experience that benefit. And so, like, I always use the example of, of, of uh, saving for retirement. Everybody yeah. believes that you should save for retirement. But in reality, only I think it's less than 15% of the people actually save for retirement. Yeah. And so why don't they? Because they don't know what it's going to feel like to be broke in 70. Right. right? Yeah. They're like, yeah. you know, and, and so until they feel it, they know what yeah. that really means. Yeah. They're not going to start saving retirement. And so how do we get people to, you know, emotionally experience the recommendation we're making and why they need to change? And that's use a great example. Of, of word pictures, that's really probably the most effective way to do that. Okay. So there's a lot of good things here. Set yeah. up, logically believe it. How do I care about it? Um, a lot to unpack, but limited time mm -hmm. on our podcast today. So um, it sounds like from a focus perspective, you, you think like the word pictures, that, is that what you're saying? You really think that's what we should focus on today? Yeah, I would say, let's, I, I would say that's the most difficult. I think that's the most challenging for, you know, as we've worked with, with sellers and leaders okay. the last 20 something years, I think that's the area it's the, it's simple to understand, but it's, mm -hmm. um, I think it's, it, it's difficult for people to actually get people to emotionally experience benefits. So I think that's a good thing to talk about. Okay, well, let's do that. So why don't we let's let's kick it off with this? You tell me what is your favorite? We did the movies, holiday right. movies, so why not? What is your favorite word picture? Give me give me one of your top word pictures. You, you know, th this is something I will tell you. This is something I think about a lot. So I'm going to give you a personal one. Mm -hmm. um, a friend of mine was about to meet with his son, and it was going to be a a, a a potentially very contentious conversation. So there, I don't need to get into the details, but it was one of these things where the son needed to share some difficult information to the, to the dad and the dad knew that that was coming. And, and so he, he had gone into treatment and he needed to meet with his dad and there was going to be this sort of big meeting. And he, and the dad was worried that the son was basically going to attack him and tell him negative things. And really it may, most of it may not have been warranted. And I remember all of a sudden it hit me um, kind of my philosophy about that is I said, take the punch. 
Mm. Hey, in other words, you're going to, you're maybe potentially are going to get punched. You know, obviously I'm saying, think, speaking of this metaphorically, yeah, yeah. I said, take the punch. So whatever you do, just take the punch. Cause as soon as you quote unquote punch back, then it's going to escalate. And then yeah. the only thing that's going to be the focus is your punch. But if you take the punch, he's going to eventually realize what that maybe what he's saying is not true. And the focus is going to be on him and not on you. Yeah. And then you're going to have the opportunity to defuse the situation. But as soon as you punch back, it's going to go off the rails and all yeah. the focus is going to be so anyway, And I remember saying that to him, which just came to me in the moment. And I've thought about that ever since. So every time yeah. I have a conversation with my wife and he gets a little contentious, I'm like, just take the punch. Uh, yeah. if I'm talking to somebody like a friend or in a, a situation where it may hurt, yeah. But the punch. So that's something that gets me in the right frame of mind to have a potentially um, mm. emotionally charged conversation. Yeah, no, that's good. And it sticks with you. It's like, yeah, it just, it's, it's, just, it's like immediately like get it like, OK, that hurts. But I also can immediately get connected to this idea that if I punch back, which your words can hurt more than a punch. Yeah. And if I punch back, I can see that that's not going to go well. Well, it helped change belief, right? It changes yeah. belief. Now, all of a sudden, you 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 emotionally embrace it. You you see the value yeah. in it. Now you understand it. Okay, mm -hmm. that's really yeah. Good. It immediately like, connects the idea, and that's what a word picture does. Is word picture takes something that you don't understand and it connects it with something you do understand. So it yeah. would be very difficult for me to explain to that dad you know, Hey, just whatever the person, you know, whatever your son says, don't mm. react. And I could, it, I could go on and on. And it might not really <laughs> resonate, but when I use that analogy, yeah, it instantly sticks and he gets that he knows what it, he yeah. gets the idea of punching his son and I'm like words can be a punch. And yeah. so that connected. And so that's what a word picture does is it takes something that may be foreign to us so that it's been difficult to understand and, it, and uses an analogy or metaphor to gets them to instantly see it. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I, I, I had one, I was working with a client and yeah. it was in the world of internet and bandwidth, you know, and selling bandwidth yeah. and, you know, you know, trying to get people to understand that it's like, mm -hmm. you know, well, no, I just don't get it. It should just go fast. I should have fast internet. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and it's getting frustrated. Well, I don't understand, you know, these gigabytes and megabytes and whatever bytes, they're all just making sense. And the guy's like, you know, it's not that just think about a hose. All your information is going through this hose. And it's about an inch, you know, the opening's about an inch. Okay. Yeah. Now you could, you have, you have three little, three wires running through that. Mm -hmm. You have three things running through that, or you have 5,000 things running through that same hose, which yeah. one's going to be faster. And it's mm -hmm. like, Oh, he goes, well, we're, we're three versus thousands of bits uh, of information coming through that hose. And I was like, Oh, and you could just see, it was like, Oh, now I get it. That makes sense. So mm -hmm. I think that's a little bit what you're talking about. Exactly. Cause everybody can picture that. Yeah. And, and if you got into, like you said, if you got into all of the data or the bytes and things that don't make any sense and all that numbers, yeah. and if you use percentages and everybody go like, whatever. Yeah. But if you can picture a hose and you say three versus 5,000, it's like, it'll it's be gonna, faster. One will be faster. <laughs> like it's like, and that, that's a great example of, Mm. where, you know, that's the most effective way to, to communicate that point. Yeah, that's good. Well, hey, I, I know you, you're, like you said, you're focused and you think about word pictures all the time. Can you give us an example or of a word picture that you use when selling the Aslan solution, you know, from us in a sales environment? Yeah, one of them, uh, two of them come to mind, but one um, 
that I use probably probably more than any other is part of, is when I sell our process. So part of our process when we sell our solution is we really want the client to experience our solution. So I always say you got to see it to believe it because what we sell can be very hard to distinguish. And so I, the way that I sell that and get the client to understand that they need to spend more time evaluating our solution and not, you know, in a one hour call or, you know, quick meeting, as I say, you're going to look at a lot of, if you want to evaluate a restaurant, right, you look at the menu. Yeah. And if you, very, if you just evaluate the restaurant by looking at the menu and you look at five different menus from five different restaurants, the menus are all going to pretty much look the same. You're going to see steak and seafood and appetizers, and they can only do so much to describe it, but it's pretty much all going to look the same. I said, what's the best way to, to distinguish the food between the restaurants? And they'd always say, we'll taste it. And I said, exactly. I said, if you look at training companies, which is what we do. And I said, you just look at our menu of the programs that we offer and our content, it's all going to pretty much look the same. I said, the best way for you to evaluate is for you to spend time and, and, you know, do a demo basically, or, you know, experience our program. And they always go, yeah, that makes sense. And because you're going to taste it. They're going to taste it. And a lot of people yeah. will say, well, I want to taste it. You know, it's like, yeah. you can't distinguish the difference between the things that we teach in a, in a short period of time. You don't want yeah. to evaluate a car by me just sending you a brochure. You've got to see the card. So, so you just, that makes, it's really the only way I know to explain that rather than have this long drawn out. Yeah. Um, so that's one example. Um, yeah. Uh, the, the one that I think you would, you we've talked about before and actually it's in the book uh, because you're a big baseball fan yep. um, is one that um, uh, I used when I met with a, with a company and the guy was a huge baseball fan and he happened to be a baseball fan. He was from, lived in Texas. He happened to be a big Astros fan, Houston Astros fan. And the objection was you don't know our industry. So we want to work with somebody that knows our industry. So that's a legitimate. So there's a, you know, you could spend a lot of time communicating to the guy. Here's why that doesn't matter. And you could, you know, give him statistics of all the companies we've worked with in the industry and all that, you know, where we weren't in the industry and it worked and that would be boring. And that would take a long time. So I came up with this word picture. I said, you remember when the Houston Astros were on the cover of Sports Illustrated in 2012? And the guy goes, yeah. I said, what did it say? He said, they're going to win the World Series in 2017. And he said, I said, yes. I said, why did they, what happened in 2017? He goes, they won the World Series. I said, why? And he said, because they brought somebody from outside of baseball to help them look at a different way to, to draft their team and build their team with less money, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I said, exactly. They use somebody outside the industry. I said, we're outside the industry. <laughs> oh, I do. I love it. Yeah, like, I do as much as, as much as I hate the Astros. I love that story. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh, you, but he, and that's what's so great that worried pictures work. Like I said earlier is when I'm connecting what I want to say to something he cares about. So if I'm yeah. explaining the Astros, yeah, he's smiling. Well, he's connected to it. He's yeah. connected to it. He's like, he's an Astros yeah. fan. He's remembering that he's happy. And he, yeah. he believes that that was a good thing. Yeah. And so now I'm just connecting our company and our solution to the same thing. So that's when word pictures work. Now you can tell stories yeah. as well, Yeah. but word pictures are faster. 
Yeah. Well, I, I know in the book you talk a little bit about you, when you the watch your watch situation, trying oh, to explain yeah. Swiss movement. <laughs> yeah. And using an analogy, you know, that something you didn't care about. And, and I loved it to hear you go, what if the watch sal- salesman made me the center of the story? Not just use an analogy that was good for him. Mm-hmm. And and I loved that you kind of went through all these things and landed on bourbon. That's that's yeah. one of my favorite <laughs> spots in the book. So that's really good. So yeah, well, the guy, yeah, yeah, because I walk into the the question I ask him is what's the deal with Swiss movement? I was try- I've been mm-hmm. trying to replace my my Rolex that I lost, I don't know, gosh, in 1980 something. My dad gave it to me when I graduated from college. It was a 1971 Rolex. And I have never bought, I've never replaced it because it's they're just expensive. It's just hard to spend that much money on a watch, especially when you've got four children and now 700. Grand- only only 14. 14 grandchildren. Um, but the guy says, I said, what's up with this Swiss movement? And what does that mean? And he started going, well, you, you know, you like cars. Let me tell you about an engine. And I'm like, right. uh, it's not going to work anybody. for me. I don't know. I like cars. the interior of a car. <laughs> like, yeah, we talking leather. Yeah. What kind of, yeah. Yeah. But if he would, yeah, but if he would have used the, the point he was trying to make basically was that there's a certain protocol for making Swiss watches and if it's a swiss watch it it follows the same protocol and there you can use that same analogy for bourbon yeah exactly yeah, that yeah. would have been speaking your language right yeah if you would have really used bourbon said, this is how, <laughs> you know how they make bourbon you know it's got to be from kentucky and there's a certain process and then we know right. it's good because it's made a yeah. certain way because it like has to it. be made that way in kentucky like i'm like i would have gotten which, that which i think is really important well good well um here's a question for you what um when do you see there really being a need to use word pictures? Because you're not going to use them all the time, like you said. But when do you see the like, okay, this is where you really need a word picture? Yeah, that's a great question. I, you don't need them for things that are easy to communicate or where mm. the value is easy for the customer to experience. But it, it, I would say two categories. The comp, when you have to simplify the complex. I mean, our biggest villain in sales is time. We just don't have enough time and attention from the customer decision-making team to really demonstrate all the value of our solution or just what our solution does may not even be value. It may just be explaining it. So if you've got to simplify the complex, kind of like your example, where you're talking about the pipe. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, know, or, Mm -hmm. you know, like I remember working with one of our pharmaceutical clients and they, they had a real simple way of talking about their, um, their drug for diabetes. And they said, most drugs, there's for, there's three holes in the boat. And you're in a, there's three holes in the boat. And so most drugs plug two holes. This drug plugs all three. Oh, right? I love it. Pl- so yeah, you're going to, you you're going to go down just over time. But with us, even if you plug two, <laughs> you're still going to sink, yeah, right? It's still a problem. And so yeah. like, that was just a simple way for them to communicate um, and then like the watch, the watch analogy where the guy could compare Swiss movement to how they make bourbon. That's just a simple, that's a versus going into all of the ways that the, all yeah. the protocols, it's just a simple way to explain something that's complex. And yeah. then the other, other key is, or situation where you need to create word pictures um, is when it's difficult for them to understand the value. Yeah. Right. It may, they may understand the idea, 
Which is but the like, taste test, which you were talking about. The taste the, the taste cheeseburger. Test, yeah, or taste the, yeah. Or like going back to what we talked about at the beginning is saving for retirement, mm, yeah. right? It's un, they understand that they should save for retirement. If you were selling, if you were selling a 401k or some vehicle to help people save, they would understand that it's not complex, but yeah. they don't feel what it's like to be broke at 70. Yeah. And so yeah. you need a word picture to help them see what that would be like. Mm-hmm. Like the one oh, that we, we, we talked about this before is getting a tattoo. We both had to talk to our oh, children. Oh gosh. Yeah. It's a, yeah. A little close to home. Yeah. We both had to talk. <laughs> Not that we believe it's a moral decision. No, or there's anything no. wrong with getting a tattoo. No. But you want to, as a father, you want to be able to guide your, your children through that decision. It's like, just what you really want. Yeah. But how do you get somebody to understand that they're making a 50 year fashion decision. Yeah. yeah. At the age of 20. At the age yeah. of 20. In my case, my son was, I think, 17 at the time, 18 when he was. Right, old. right. And then he's like, I said, you know, I said, and I remember with my son, here was a word picture I used with, with Taylor, as I said, you know, I said, you remember that t shirt you wore every day for like a year? And he's like, yeah, I love that t shirt. I said, yeah. So where is it? He goes, I trashed it. I said, why'd you trash it? He goes, I got tired of it. I don't like it anymore. I said, well, what if you had to wear that t-shirt for the rest of your life? (laughs) And he said, that would not be a good thing. I I said, if you get a tattoo, you will wear it the rest of your life. Right. I said, you you know, I don't know if you want to make a lifelong fashion decision. And so that was a way for him to, he emotionally connected the t-shirt with a tattoo. Yeah. By the way, he still got the tattoo. Yeah, it's, of course he did. But, he, yeah. but maybe it was a smaller tattoo. It wasn't on his face. It, it, was, it was at least it wasn't tattoo. on his face. So it was a little good. tattoo on his, and he hates it. He hates it. It's like that T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. So word pictures don't always work. But, yeah, but, yeah. But it's your yeah. best shot. All mm-hmm. right. Well, good. Well, let. Well, here's what I thought we'd do, kind of to wrap up our time. Um, this great discussion. There's so much to unpack here. Um, but you really kind of got us narrowed in on the one big takeaway, which is kind of creating the word pictures, which yeah. I was going to kind of direct us as you know, the tactical side of me is um, you had something in the book. This is page 185. If you're tracking along, um, <laughs> following along, <laughs> following along in the book. But um, I, I was just I was looking over this and it was, you know, kind of how to create word pictures. I think mm-hmm. this is a good takeaway for everyone. If you want to improve and you want to work on this, help with your changing beliefs with your customers, um, kind of building out a library of word pictures, which I really think is a great idea. And and you had three real you had three bullets around this that I thought were really good. One figure out and rank the most difficult but important concepts required to sell your product service or solution right you got to yeah. do that first what are the yeah. places where what you just where do you were talking get about stuck? where do we where get is stuck it difficult where is it's it hard difficult? for them to see it then mm-hmm. two set aside some time to develop three to five word pictures for your most critical but complex concepts you know yeah. just think through those um and then lastly i love this test it you know, some of the, I like how you said, some of the seeming best word pictures fall flat when delivered live, you know, it's like, it's like comedians, you know, they have yeah, to, right. they have they to try it, it out a few times. Eh, test that, it. It's like, that really didn't work very well at all. Yeah. So, uh, but I love it. That's really good. So figure out the most difficult, set aside some time to develop some, give it a run, test it and, and adjust accordingly. So yeah. thought that's a great takeaway to, to leave our, our folks with today. Well, I would, I would, I double click on the second step too, is when we talk about develop three to five. Yep. 
remember that a word picture falls flat unless it connects to something that the listener cares about or understands. Ah, yeah. So like the watch salesman who started talking to me about cars, yeah. right? That fell flat. So if you build your three to five, think of your three to five uh, that would resonate with most of your audience. Some, some people don't like sports, but they love music or some people don't like cars, but they love, you know, whatever they like. So if you, if you like, that's why the word picture about the Astros works so well is because I was talking to a baseball fan yeah. and, and happened to be an Astros fan. And so that also highlights the, the need to prepare. So if you know a little bit about your, your customers prior to the meeting and you know where you're going to have a challenge because you know either what their decision drivers are, which I hope you do, or you know what they care about, or what you need to communicate, you kind of tune in and think, okay, this is a person from this area of the, of the country or world, or they love this, or they, they this is their hobbies, and then you can start to work on it. Yeah. Um, the good news about word pictures is you don't have to be that creative. If that's something, if this is something that doesn't come to you naturally, you only have to build a, a, a couple. Yeah. And you, you can know. usually adjust them accordingly based upon, you can, you can make some, uh, some slight adjustments if you need to. Exactly. Or you can, and you can borrow them from other people. And you can like, if you develop a word picture tab and mm -hmm. I go, I like that one. I will use that. Like, like right. a lot of us use the menu analogy mm -hmm. um, at Aslan yeah. to communicate why people need to spend more time evaluating not just our solution, but any solution in this yeah. space. So yeah. Um, yeah, so you can work them. So you don't, you know, you don't have to have a ton of them. It's worth the effort. And we have a lot of clients that build a library they keep on their SharePoint or whatever they share. Yeah, exactly. Just a constant state of building that library. So mm -hmm. I think that's good. Yeah. All right, Tom. Well, that's, uh, I guess that's, we'll, we'll call it a wrap. We'll, uh, you know, wrap this one up. Unless you have anything else you're just pressing to kind of share with the group as we wrap no, up. No, I think that's great. I think the only thing I would, I would add to, to what we've talked about so far related to getting people to emotionally experience our recommendation is remember success stories or stories work as well. Yeah. They take a little longer to, to tell, but that is easier to tell a story. But, and as you tell the story, think of not just the details, but getting people you know, to see, to feel it, right? That's why we feel movies. We, mm -hmm. when we see a movie, it elicits our emotions because we're experiencing it. So try to kind of create a, a movie trailer um, and get them to see it because their mind starts to picture it. You say, you know, like if you're going to tell a story of a small business owner who's struggling with their time, you know, try to use language that gets them to feel it and get connected to it, you know, or if you're going to talk about being broke at 70, use language that, you know, that they can feel what that's like and they're struggling to make the payment and they're having to work and sell whatever on the side or make ends meet, you know, just however you can communicate that. That's one mm -hmm. of the ways you can get people to. I think I see a podcast in our future, storytelling. Yeah, yeah storytelling. <laughs> I know that's a popular thing, but it, it's it's another way to accomplish the same goal. Yeah. So that's what I close with. And um, so, yeah, I appreciate everybody listening and and um, hopefully the they find this helpful if you do hit like or share the podcast with others. And obviously we'd love to hear comments on any topics you'd like us to uncover. Um, the more feedback we get, the more it encourages us to, con to uh, continue um, the journey. Tab, good to see you, my friend. You too. And uh, have a wonderful day and we'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.